Welcome to this beautiful time of sharing the Word of God together. And today, we want to tackle an issue that all of us need to be aware of. I'll start with the story of Jesus in 26 Matthew, verse 36. It says, this, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, said to his disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The story was about Jesus at the hour of temptation, at the hour of trial, when he was really distressed and deeply moved with pain. And at that moment, he asked disciples to pray along with him. What I want to talk about today is that the best thing you can learn to do in life is to pray. Yes, it's good to have everything else, but if you don't know how to pray, if you don't know what to pray, life can be very, very hard. Yes, of course, you can get things in life, but when you face life junctions, if you don't know how to call on a higher power, it can be very frustrating. But even the apostles of Jesus had this problem. Jesus asked them, they were his closest, the three of them, to just pray along with him. And they slept off. And Jesus said this. He said, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, yeah. Now we can now eat at the real point of our struggle in prayer. Jesus said, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. He's saying that the temptations and the trials and the difficulties of life, they don't have to catch us unaware or unprepared. If we do something, if we are vigilant and we pray. But many of us don't do that. And the reason is very clear. Yeah, of course we are willing. Our spirit is willing. Our inner man is willing. But the struggle and the trouble is in the flesh. And Jesus said, the flesh is weak. That's what I want to talk about today. The weakness of the flesh. If you look at all our trouble today in the world, it can be traced down and sourced in human weakness. What is weakness? Weakness is that what we should do, we don't do it. And what we shouldn't do, we are doing it. That's the human weakness is universal, is global, is personal, and is private. And this weakness has limited every human being, one way or the other. Now, you can be high achiever, you can be great, you can do all those things, but if you go inside of you, everybody, you feel the impact of your inability, of your lack of strength sometimes, and of your largely ignorance about 
totality of life. The word limitation is peculiar to us as human race. And that's what I want us to see today. How do we tackle this? Can I say this to you that your greatest weakness is not that you are not able to do something. The greatest weakness is that, let's hear it from Paul. I don't want to just say it. Your, your, the weakness of your life. Let's put it like that. Let's go to chapter 8, the book of Romans, verse 26. This is what it says. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Let's take a look at that before we go further. He said, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. Remember that Jesus said, the spirit is willing, that's your own spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So when you experience fleshly weakness, you cannot be to your best potential. Every one of us, we have potential, but we never live to the full actuality of our potential. And then the human weakness comes in. Then we read this Romans 8.26. It says that, the spirit want to help our weakness. And then that particular weakness, what is it? said, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Let me say it like this. Our greatest strength as a human is our communication. When we can communicate well, and when we can discuss well, we seem to find answers. But when you cannot voice your frustration, when you cannot say out what you actually need, when you, when, when you cannot communicate well, it, it will stop us from being our best. All we've seen today in the realm of technology, science, growth, and human civilization, they all depend on our communication. How we can communicate. The more we can communicate, the better and the more advanced we can get. And the highest communication is that you can talk to God. Prayer is the highest communication. It's human talking to God. And then this verse, let's read it one more time. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. That's our major problem. You know, we know what to pray for. But when we face issues, adversity, struggles, frustration, though we pray, but we don't pray as we ought to pray. Let me give you a good example of that. Imagine you want to go and use your ATM. You have a four-letter pen word. You can put in one, two, three, but it may not really get the job done quite well for you when you are facing that problem. So you have to have the extra word. That extra last word must be there. The same way, you can pray, but do we pray as we ought? Disciples couldn't pray as they ought to pray. They pray for one and slept off because they didn't have the strength. That's why the good news is this. The Holy Spirit has come into our life to help us in our weakness of not being able to make our desire known to God and properly communicate with God. So the Spirit will intercede for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. What I'm saying in essence is this. God has sent the Holy Spirit to help us to talk to God beyond what we can do. And so we can meet divine requirements and get across to God beyond our human limitation. 
I read that verse one more time. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with great honor. Now listen to this. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because that Spirit intercedes for us according to the will of God. So when the Holy Spirit begins to intercede for us in our prayer, what happens is this. God hears him more than he can hear us clearly. And then you know the last thing that will happen. And then we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. So when we allow the Holy Spirit to help us in prayer, he will pray out the will of God, and then all things will begin to work together for our good. Until then, it will not happen. When we ask for the help of the Holy Spirit, then God can make all things through our prayers of the Holy Spirit, all things together work for our good. Thank you for listening.